You are listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. This is a podcast about maternal mental health. Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are moms who've experienced this ourselves and want to share our stories and stop the stigma. Heads up, some content may be triggering. We are recording from the Stone Sheba podcast studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and more. Hey everybody, I am here with Janessa. I'm super excited she's going to be open to sharing her story today. Um, this is Leslie. And this is Lindsay. Woohoo! And I'm Janessa. Hi! <laughs> um, Janessa, so how many kids do you have? I have three. Awesome. And how old are they? Seven, four, and one. So fun ages. Whoa, <laughs> you've got your hands full. Definitely. <laughs> Um, and so you experienced postpartum. Was it with all three of your kids? So my oldest was actually adopted. And then my second, yes. And my third, I probably would have if I wasn't on medication. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. So kind of tell us. So your second, how long after you had your baby? Did you feel it when you were pregnant? How was your pregnancy? So my sister kind of struggled with postpartum. So I kind of like knew like the signs to look for. Um, but I didn't have any of her same signs. So I was kind of thrown off when I started feeling weird. Um, but I didn't notice it at first. I feel like we had him. It was excitement. We were, you know, going through the motions of having two kids. And then, um, it was about when he was three months and I feel like, like the dust had finally settled. Like we were getting into the group of things. And then I was like, is it normal to feel so tired? Like, literally I could take five naps a day like I get that he's a newborn but he's sleeping through the night and then and then I got really aggressive with my husband one night and I was like mm, okay so I think something's yeah. wrong <laughs> I maybe think there's a problem <laughs> maybe I, mean, I don't normally abuse my husband but <laughs> sometimes only when you have another child to yeah. worry about yeah <laughs> oh man so I think it was that point and like he was like, I think you want to talk to your sister about this. And so I talked to my sister. She's like, yep, definitely. You should talk to your doctor. And luckily, my doctor is really good. And she's like, do you need to come in right now? Do you want to kill yourself? I'm like, no, be good. Just want to hurt my husband. So <laughs> so there. So you, yeah, you tell me. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I, like, I feel, I get that yeah. feeling. Like it's, yeah. Well, and it was interesting to me how different it was for me than for my sister. Like she, like didn't want to hold her baby. She didn't like her baby. She hated her baby. And I liked my baby. I mean, but then I was like, I'm just so tired. I don't want to hold him. But I was like angry. I felt foggy. I felt like I was out of my body. Like I just didn't feel like me, but I was like, well, maybe this is how you're supposed to feel like. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is life after you give birth. I don't know. So. And had you had any kind of like anxiety or depression before having a baby? Yes. So, but it, you know, it kind of, so I always have had like anxiety, but like it's mostly been manageable. And then, um, when I had my baby and I talked to my doctor, she's like, I think you've always had it. Cause it's definitely hereditary in my family. And, um, but she's like, it's probably manifesting itself more now because of a stressor in your life. And I'm like, okay. And you know, and then she told me, she's like, give it six months and it'll probably go away. So I gave it like a good six month shot and on medication, on or? medication. Okay. Yeah. She put me on, I want to say Zoloft, the classic, Yeah, you know, the good mm-hmm. stuff. And after six months, I tried to self wean, which we don't recommend, but I did. <laughs> 
and you're not the first one yeah because <laughs> you know i thought six months i got oh. this i don't want to make another doctor's appointment i feel good i'm probably doing great went off it and like within literally two days it was back to like i didn't feel angry but i was really foggy i was so tired um and i started to get more angry again and impatient and then i was like all right back on and then i went and saw her and i'm like what the crap you yeah. said six months and she's like well sometimes it's a year and i'm like oh my gosh okay oh. so i'm like okay back on go back on for a year went back on for a year did the mistake again of self oh. self-weaning because <laughs> we you just know, don't learn do no, we no 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 we think we, we know can do it all yeah i can <laughs> i'm a mom of yeah. two i could do it all totally. so then once again crashed hard went back and doctor and she's like well here's the other thing and I'm like, why don't you just tell this, me all this up front? This would have been great. But she's like, sometimes when you have that underlying anxiety, it can just be a constant thing. And your postpartum brought it on even more. And now it's just something you have to deal with chronically, which was a burden in and of itself because mm-hmm. now I have to rely on medication. And I didn't realize that that was something I was going to have to do. And mm-hmm. it wasn't fun, but here we are. I, I'm here. I'm, I'm still surviving. So. Yeah, totally. Did you have so what I wanted to ask so and hopefully this is okay and not too personal but you had adopted your first had you had fertility issues before that no I'm super open ask me all the things okay all of them (laughs) (laughs) um yes my first was adopted so we have been married two years um and we kind of were having troubles getting pregnant we took some tests found out my husband had some complications and then um and then we found out like the only way that we could get pregnant with his complication was through in vitro, which is like the most expensive form of fertility. Yeah. So we were like, okay. And I've always wanted to adopt. So I'm like, maybe we're supposed to adopt first, but we were like, let's just start with both and just kind of see where it takes us. And then, um, I ended up adopting him through a family friend and he was 10 months old and oh, wow. that's a whole nother podcast story oh, <laughs> another time, but Definitely. it was, it was really cool. And so he was 10 months old when we adopted him. And so um, we kind of, it was kind of nice because he took a back burner on like trying to get pregnant. <clears throat> and then he, when he was a year and a half, we went to a fertility doctor and we did in vitro. So we paid the money, did in vitro, and then it didn't work. Oh my gosh. And I was 24 at the time. And so I think I was dealing with a lot of that anyways beforehand. And so mm-hmm. I was dealing with that at the time. And then the doctor's like, you sh- you have like the perfect body. You don't drink, you don't smoke, you're 24, you're young, things are looking good. So he tested me. And then he also found out that I like to kill off embryos. So me and my husband oh, are shoot. not the perfect match. <laughs> they don't tell you that when you get married. No, they don't do a screening <laughs> no, for that. Yeah. Sorry, we can't date until like it like makes sure you're okay. <laughs> How's your sperm count? Yeah. <laughs> Because that's the real question. <laughs> Can you do the job for me? <laughs> so um, he did. I had to go on like this cancer drug to prevent my body from attacking because it was like an autoimmune. It was crazy. But blessings, you guys. I got pregnant. Woo! Isn't it crazy that they know yeah. like what like. I mean, oh, yeah, he had we'll to just scrape my insides, but oh. you know. He figured it out. So, I mean, wow. Worth it, I guess. Oh, I don't know. my goodness. So how was your pregnancy? I mean, when people say pregnancy is a beautiful time, that's not me. I'm not that person. (laughs) I'm sick. So like we had done two rounds of in vitro. He was the second round. And then at like eight weeks, I was pregnant with twins, miscarried one of the twins. Oh my gosh. And then I had, so I was pregnant, you know, trying to get through. I was taking progesterone shots. So that was like 
a whole shit show in its in and of itself. I would say so. You know? So then I um, finally get like to the point where you're like your pregnancy's safe and, um, but I was sick, so sick the entire time. But like in the second trimester, I finally felt better, and then third trimester I got sick again. So by the time I was ready to give birth, I'm like, I'm cool. Like, get out of me. Yeah. I'm so grateful I was pregnant, but I loathed every single second. Like, it was a weird thing. Like, I complained to my sister. I'm like, I don't mean to complain. She's like, you can. It's, yeah. it's hell. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's why, like, after I had him, I thought it was just supposed to be all rainbows and butterflies and magic because, like, we worked so hard and we wanted this for seven years now. And so I was like, what? What is this? Mm-hmm. This is like, like I loved him and I didn't have like, I didn't hate him and I didn't want to hurt him, but I was just like, hey, over there, your bouncer. See, hey, I'm over here. I'll just be here. Something <laughs> you need at your dad. <laughs> <laughs> For doing this to me. <laughs> <laughs> and did you feel, was it, so with your third, did you wait a while between? Like, were you yes. totally freaked out of getting yeah. that again? Yeah, but the problem is, it's like, I now is on medication but i was scared to go off medication to get pregnant because a lot of people are like you're not supposed to do that to the baby you're not supposed to get pregnant while on medication so i was like okay like so how am i gonna handle this like nine months of not being on medication like we saw what it was like for a couple weeks without me on medication and that was scary so i don't want to see what it's like and um i went off it again and it was fine for a little bit but then after like I reached 20 weeks. I'm like, listen, like, like how likely is she going to get like some deformities? He's like, she's not going to get any at all. I'm like, well, what the hell have I been doing? Yeah. Why am I off my medication? He's like, he's like, there's some people that want to say that like, you're not supposed to be on medication. He's like, but I don't see a problem. He's like, especially if you're really struggling mentally, he's like, let's get you back on medication. So that's so good. I know. So I was really grateful because I think I definitely would have had even more postpartum with her, but I was on my medication and like ready to go guns blazing. We got this. Awesome. And did you have any infertility problems with her? With her? So no. So after I had my son, I didn't go on birth control. My doctor was like, you need to go on birth control. I'm like, nah, like if it's going to happen, like I'd rather it just happen than me pay thousands and millions of dollars to get pregnant again. But, um, it was, April, my son was almost two, and um, I remembered calling my doctor to like see like what's our game plan. We want to start getting ready to do infertility stuff again because it takes a process. It's not like one month you go in and get it done. It's like months and months of testing and then preparing your body for the drugs. And so I was like, let's get started because then by the time I have this baby, hopefully he'll be three. And then he like had raised his prices was even more expensive and i was just like shut down like i was like i'm done like cool i'm not doing this again so then he so i was i remember i like text my whole family and i was like sobbing i'm like this is a freaking joke like screw it like i wanted like six kids once upon a time and now i'm like nah we'll, we'll be fine with two boys and um and then my period was late um but it had been late before so my husband's like what if you just take a test because he's like the eternal optimist and I'm like nah we've done this before we've had a million negative pregnancy tests and he's like just take it and I was like fine I took it and it was positive and he was like I knew it I knew you're pregnant and I was like I don't think this is real so of course you have to take another one yeah so like I took 12. another one yeah <laughs> and it was positive and I'm like but but like the thing was like it wasn't just like 
we couldn't get pregnant. Like they gave us, cause we both like have issues. They gave us like a 0.02% chance of ever getting pregnant on our own. What? So, um, when I found out I was pregnant, it was just like, let's just enjoy this moment. Who knows what it will last. Let's just enjoy the fact that like, we just did it on our own. Like we got this and now she's one. So magic. Yeah. Wow. So she was definitely a surprise, but she was a really good surprise. Not like the kind of surprise you're like, Oh, cool. Great. Yeah. But, <laughs> People ask me all the time, like, so are you on birth control? I am on birth control now because I love miracles, but I really can't handle mentally any more miracles for quite some time. So you know your limit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So something that is kind of consistent on the survey that we did is that a lot of women just didn't want to nurse like that. They feel like it made it worse for them. Did you nurse with your, with your boy? So yeah, nurse both of them and no like people i don't you hated it yes i re- for me it like made it worse yeah that's I what my, i had a friend that said like some people like feel like euphoria when they like let down their milk she said i felt the opposite like i literally mm-hmm. was like this is hell and for me it was like the, it's way more stressful and my son never he wasn't gaining weight so my doctor's like i don't tell a lot of moms this but with my second he was like stop nursing i'm like yeah. cool i'm good with that yeah. And my daughter loved it, loved it. And like, even now, like she would still nurse if I let her. (laughs) (laughs) But I was, it was so, it was so stressful. It triggered my anxiety like times 10. So if anything, that probably was my postpartum was her being breastfed because it was terrible. Like, I don't know why, but it just like, it's, it's another source of anxiety. And then you have other kids at that stage and it's like, they need you every second. And you're like, I can't help you sorry good luck yeah feed yourselves oh so who did you confide in first when you realized that you had postpartum and you'd been like diagnosing a doctor did you open up to friends family other than your sister and your husband yeah um i was at a bunco group actually with like 12 friends and well i actually had um talked to a friend like i said i asked her because she'd had a baby before and i was like this is your this is what i'm feeling is this normal and she's like well i just i mean i guess like she didn't even know what to tell me she was like maybe that's just how you are dealing with like your postpartum body and mind and i'm like i don't think i don't know that just doesn't sound right like and not a lot of people talk about it so i was like is this how it's supposed to be after a baby like like i said i thought it was just supposed to be rainbows and butterflies yeah you're exhausted but like you'll be fine so i talked to her and then I remember we came home from some family thing and me and my husband just like, it was like a small fight, but like, because I was so depressed and anxious, it like turned into a big fight. And then I just like slapped him across the face. And I remember like looking at him and I was like, I have to go. And like, I just walked out of the room and that's when I was like, I know something's not right. Mm-hmm. So then the next night I was with a bunker group with, you know, 11 other women. And I had a friend, my sister was sitting at the table that I normally talked to. And I had a friend sitting across from me and I said, so I explained like what I did to my husband. I'm like, just don't judge me. But like, is this normal? <laughs> but the other same time, and I'm like sobbing and I'm an emotional person, but like to be like sobbing at like everything in life. And I was like, is this normal? She's like, no, you might want to call your doctor, try to get in as soon as you can. And like, and then it was like her telling me, my sister telling me, cause it, I feel like it does take a lot to like make that initial call and like yeah, call your doctor and be like so something's much. something's wrong like I'm not functioning well like it's hard to admit defeat especially as a new mom you want to have it all together you know so I remember I 
like she was like the third person that was like you should probably call your doctor and luckily like they're good too like my sister's like i will call you every day and follow up with you until you call your doctor because she's like it's so important that you call your doctor go girl yeah so i called my doctor the next day and luckily like they were like do we need to get you in like right now like i'm I really was like glad how serious they take it. Like they don't mess around with it. And I was really grateful for that. I was like, no, like I could probably wait like a couple days. And she's like, okay, we can get you in on Monday. And it was like Wednesday. And I was like, great. That's perfect. So luckily like having my sister and other friends and even my husband, like he's really weird about medication, but he's so pro medication for me because he's seen me without it. And he's Mm -hmm. like, she'll beat me. Yeah. literally give her the meds (laughs) i think sometimes he's like what did i marry (laughs) (laughs) no way you're awesome okay janessa so how are you feeling now um it depends on the day um i after i had my third so my daughter um i thought i was doing okay and then like i feel like this was just last winter I feel like I was just going through the motions again of life and being a mom. And that is actually brought on. My kids, too, are in really hard stages, as you know, seven, four, and one. But back then, they were six, three, and a baby. So they were all in really hard stages. And um, in, like, November of 2018, I, I lost it. And I... But I didn't even realize that I was struggling as much as I was until someone pointed it out so I was laying in bed it was the same thing but it's funny that you just forget because you I'm, I'm on the medication like I'm fine I'm I'm still a mom I'm still a wife still going still through the, multitasking yeah. and making everything happen yeah. mm-hmm. I mean I may not ever cook or clean anymore but you guys are fine you're still Everyone's alive, still alive. <laughs> <laughs> so um I remember my sister who I confide in with about all my mental health because she struggles with her own mental health um she happened to be doing my hair and she she's a hairstylist not just we were braiding each other's hair for fun but <laughs> you never know <laughs> we're really really into it um she was doing my hair and she happened to be talking about she's like oh my husband's really struggling right now with his anxiety and then she said the comment he's in the worst mental health state he's ever been in and just the tears just started flooding down my face and she's like so enough about him let's talk about you because obviously i hit it and it was like because then i like brought up that thought like well how is my mental state and then i was like well shit it's not good like the fact that like this is triggering tears and i was crying over everything and like it took so much out of me to get up out of bed and it had been the worst like I was always tired with postpartum, but like with this, like I literally like the will to like turn on the lights to put on clothes. Like I'm a makeup artist. I love to put on makeup. Like it's like a thing of therapy for me and to like help with my anxiety is to put on makeup and be creative in that way. The fact that I never wanted to put on makeup anymore. I was like, Oh, something's wrong. Yeah. Red flag. Yeah. So she's like, once again, it was the same thing. She had to be like, I want you to call the doctor tomorrow. But part of my anxiety is I don't like calling people on the phone. I mean, I think there's a lot of people nowadays. We like, we like to text. Right. It's all, you know. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll call him. She's like, and if you don't, I will literally call him for you. Because she saw me struggling. So she, she's like, I really want you to call him. I'm like, okay, I will. And then um, that next day I got home and 
unfortunately for me, I've now learned that part of my anxiety is I do get angry. That's why I slapped my husband. And my six-year-old, I don't even remember what he was doing. I mean, it's something stupid. Like, what kids at that age do? Probably just, like, messing around. And it triggered me. And I remember I grabbed him by his neck. I didn't choke him, but I just grabbed his neck. And I just remember, like, letting go. And I'm like, ooh. And I, like, still get emotional because, like, what mother does this? But it happens, you know? And I was mm-hmm. like, something's not right. And, like, that, like, instead of, like, my sister pushing me, it was, like, the fact that, like, I could hurt people that I love you scared yourself yeah oh, yeah and luckily you know I'm really grateful for my kids because I've come up short but they're so forgiving and they forget like the next day and I'm like your mom's a psychopath I'm gonna remember this forever yeah you'll forget yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. or maybe he will remember but like I've learned now through therapy like it's okay to express that to him like listen I am struggling and I'm really so I went in that night and I was like I just want you to know like mom's going through something right now and I'm really sorry and he was so sweet he's like it's okay mom I just Aww. didn't like it I'm like I know me neither I'm sorry <laughs> so that next day like that like pushed me and my even my mom's like because I kind of confided in her and I think my mom was like oh she's gonna kill the kid <laughs> so <laughs> she was like okay so like I had a bunch of people like no one knew I was struggling and then all of a sudden like now people knew and like so everyone was like let's do this let's back you up and I think my husband kind of knew but I don't think poor guy like he is so supportive but he doesn't know really what I'm dealing with because he's never yeah. dealt with it so like totally. he's just here to be like whatever you need I can help with but maybe like let's not touch the kids you know so <laughs> he's, so, he's really so good so then I called my doctor and he upped my medication um you know just like let's just up your medication maybe that's what you're dealing with and then he's like but I really think you should start seeing a therapist and I'm like okay like I'm not against therapy I'm like I think you're right anything because I was so deep in it like you don't realize how deep you are until you're deep down in that hole because it's your normal yeah exactly and I was like but like my normal was like I didn't yeah you just get there you get to that point where you're like this is now my normal but why is this my normal like why am I suffering like this you know so at that point I was like I'm gonna do everything to get out of this hellhole that I am in because it is miserable and I told my sister I'm like I've never thought personally about committing suicide but I I was at a point where I'm like I see why people do it Mm -hmm. I see it like you're in deep and you don't think that there's a way out and it doesn't feel like there will ever be a way out like and dealing with it day after day you're like I'm done like I'm okay to be done you know so that's when I knew I'm like yeah I want to get out of this this isn't fun for me so I also called a therapist I also called a hormone therapist because I'm like let's get it all let's just make sure we're all take care of yourself yeah that's awesome so started seeing a therapist and learned so much I mean I'm just gonna say it get yourself a therapist because they're awesome (laughs) so true so started seeing a therapist um found out my hormones were out of whack and that led to a lot of my exhaustion and i mean having kids like does a number on the woman's body but Mm -hmm. so i started seeing a therapist and started fixing my hormones but while i was fixing my hormones she did a dna test which i don't know if you guys have heard about this yet but it's brilliant and i was my mind was blown so basically a lot of insurance pays for it because what they do is they just literally swab your saliva send it off to a genetic testing they test how certain medications run through like your bloodstream and run through your body and like what works best for you so it turns out i'd been on zoloft for four years zoloft was the wrong medication for my body so wow yeah 
Yeah. So we'll talk about that oh, because okay. like everyone should do it. I'll, yes. Everyone. Because I know a lot of people don't go to their doctor because they don't want to have to try five different exactly. medications. And that's why insurance too is really big on like letting like covering it because they they're like we don't want you to have to go through five different medications yeah. and we pay for it you know so um and a lot of doctors don't know about it because it really has just come out in the last two years and the only reason i knew about it is because both my therapist and my hormone specialist knew it but my main doctor did not know about it isn't that insane yeah so they tested it found out not that zoloft was necessarily bad for me but like my body doesn't react well with it like it would cover like my depression, but like my anxiety would still be through the roof. And it's like, Zoloft should like cover that all. Like it yeah. should cover those bases. So she switched me. We like, I came, she weaned me off the right way. She did <laughs> yes. not you. Yes. Weird. How, I mean, I mean, it made a difference. It's crazy. <laughs> so she weaned me off and then we slowly put me back on this new drug called Pristique. And it's been so great for my anxiety. I mean, no medication is going to be like the, fix all not that you necessarily want it like yeah. you still want to fill things but i definitely yeah. like don't struggle every day with like because therapy's taught me a lot about how to cope with my anxiety and depression with like techniques and meditation and breathing and but the medication like helps day-to-day life and this has definitely helped a ton like now i'm not struggling every other day with my anxiety and depression now i'm maybe every couple weeks so awesome genetic testing get it done that's so, amazing yeah so how are you feeling now like today is a great day good <laughs> that's great no and some days it is day by day i'm really stressed for summer like having oh, kids amen home sister because i found out part of my triggers is my kids <laughs> sad yeah. as sad as that is it really is oh i'm sure yeah. that's true for so many of us yeah. just people don't admit it and i hate that it is and like i'm like people are like enjoy the moments they grow so fast but i'm like listen i'm just trying to get by day by day and it's sad because you want to enjoy the moments but like you see later like i don't know if i enjoyed it as much but like i'm also trying to deal with me and then my six-year-old we just found out was like dealing with some major anxiety so it was like mama had to figure out her ish first before mm-hmm. we could figure out the six-year-old's ish so hopefully this summer we'll, we'll all be like well medicated, well very happy. <laughs> well, and you, it's so what a blessing that you have those resources and skills so that totally. you're able to teach them to him. Well, right? totally. Like, and I'm like, it's hard enough as an adult to deal with. Like, imagine like what's going on in your mind. Imagine a six year old or a seven year old like, mm. and he's acting out in anger or with so much emotion and crying. So I'm like, he doesn't know how to process this. Like, let's yeah. get let's get it together. So. Um, we've done therapy with him, but like now, like we're medication wasn't our first source with him, but it's definitely been now what we've gone to. And it's been really great. And I've also been back and forth with struggling with being on medication myself because I feel like it sucks to rely on something mm-hmm. that's like, has to make you quote unquote happy. But I remember I was talking to my doctor. I'm like, well, it just sucks that I'm here. And he's like, you're right. He's like, but aren't you so grateful that you have something that can help? And I'm like, true. Wouldn't yeah, because it sucks to feel exactly. like mm-hmm. crap all the time exactly. also. And I can't imagine feeling like that every day. In the so, pit of despair. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, you're right. All right. Praise medication and therapy. So, so Yeah, true. and I just want to point out how awesome it is that you helped yourself. You went to the doctor. Yeah. You got medication. You went to therapy. You did hormone testing. I mean, we've talked to so many women, and me included. Like, I never went to a doctor i just 
figured it out, you know, and how much quicker could things have changed if I would have been more proactive Mm -hmm. about my health and taking care of it. Right. So I love that you just did all the things and took great care of yourself and that you're still healing and that you're sharing your story and helping others heal, you know? Well, that's the other thing I think is so important. Like, um, we've kind of talked about like what I could tell someone now I would tell them like talk to someone because I feel like we we're going at this alone and we feel so alone but the second that I share my story or I even tell one person that I'm struggling like I ended up just putting like a simple post on Instagram like listen I've been struggling and it wasn't to be like my life's so depressing come you know give me all the love but it was just to be like I'm struggling, but guess what? You probably are too, and you're not alone. And I'm going to help you, and you're going to help me. Because once you reach out to someone, I feel like even just saying, I'm not okay, like that just eases just a little bit of the burden that you're dealing with. So I feel like that's so important is just to tell someone or multiple people, like, yeah, I'm struggling. And sometimes just to say it out loud. Yeah. Like, okay, there really is something going on. Yeah. Even just for yourself, just to say it, you're like, I just admitted this. And now I'm going to take the next yeah. step. Mm-hmm. But it is hard. It is hard to call the doctor. And that's why I think a lot of people don't like, I just know I was so deep in it. Like I said, like touching, like grabbing my son's throat. I was like, yeah, this is a low point. Like, I don't want to ever do that to any of my children. Like luckily mm-hmm. he's young enough. He might forget it, but I'm like, if he's older or like, what if it got worse or, you know, you hear awful stories. So I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to feel this way. Like this isn't normal. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I was like so desperate. It was like, you're gasping for air. And like, those were all the oxygen max that I could grab at the time. So right, I love, I just, yeah, I agree with Lindsay. Like, it's just incredible that you reached out and, and called the doctor and got help because our survey that we did the like 114 or whatever, 112, to 14 women that did it only, I should pull it up. Um, I'll fact check it after this, but I want to say only like 20% of the women sought help. Wow. That's it. But it's hard. It's hard it's to admit so it. hard. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them were fear that people would think they couldn't take care of their kids anymore yeah. and whatever. So, um, but I, I'm grateful that you're open to medication and you're open to talking about it and admitting it because I think it might give somebody that's listening like bravery to do it. I hope it does because no one wants to feel this way. No. I mean, and as a mom, we shouldn't. No. Like, not how it and thank be. you for sharing everything with us because everyone's depression anxiety manifests itself in a different way totally. like every person that we have mm-hmm. talked to everyone's story is completely different yeah. That's and I'm learning like people it's crazy like how what they how it manifests in them and I'm like okay yeah we yeah. can all relate to each yeah. other right yeah. and yeah. someone who may be holding all of this inside and thinks I'm crazy or mm-hmm. I'm something's I'm not right with me they hear all these different ways that it can right. show up mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, I'm okay. Like so, I can so figure this out. So at my abusive mom's just kidding. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, honestly, because my husband even said when I told him we were going to be doing this podcast, he's like, isn't it just going to be the same thing every time? No, it has like, not been the same thing at all. No, not even close. Like this is insane. Like I, like she said, it's just every time it's been a totally different topic, totally different experience. And I'm so glad because, but we can all relate and guaranteed every single mom has done something that she regrets that has been a Mm -hmm. low point that she hopes will be erased from everyone's memory, Mm -hmm. you know, right. Including her own, like, please let me forget that that ever happened. Right. So, well, and I think too, it's, I hope, I think that's so amazing. You guys are doing this podcast because I think, 
I had my sister to rely on because she's been in the mental health, you know, she's been struggling with it and, and hers manifests a different way too. So I think that's why it encouraged me because she'd gone to the doctor and I'd see how it worked for her. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's amazing that you guys are doing this podcast because then women can see like, okay, there is help. There's hope. There's other people to relate to. Mm -hmm. I think it's awesome. Go you. you. That's why we're doing it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janessa. Thank you guys. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. If you feel like you can relate and would be open to share your story with us, please email us at risingphoenixpodcast at gmail.com. For more information on local and national resources for pregnancy and postpartum health, visit www.postpartum.net or www.psiutah.org. We are recording from the Stone Sheba podcast studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and others. Thanks for listening.